Hello everyone, this is Francesca and this is episode 21 of my podcast, Let Me Take You on a Psychology Adventure. And today we're talking about something really exciting, which is manifestation. How to manifest anything you want in your life. And let me start by saying that manifestation is not some spiritual voodoo buru buru thing. It is simply psychology and I'll explain why. It has to do with your subconscious mind a lot. In this podcast, I will give you the usual manifestation tools that you've probably heard a thousand times before, but at the end. But I will start by giving you the no bullshit way for manifestation that I haven't heard many people talking about. And that is shadow work and exploring your unconscious desires as well as what is actually blocking you from receiving the things you claim you want. After decades of non-stop positive thinking focus in mainstream spiritual discourse, few people understand how doing shadow work, which is consciously integrating the darker side of our souls, can radically improve your manifestation results. And by manifestation results, I mean your ability to generate tangible wealth in all forms, starting from relationships, work you love, healthy habits, a secure foundation in life, and yes, money, any kind of possibility that you can think of or experience that you want to enjoy. Let's now take a close look at the way that shadow integration work can make it possible for you to shift the circumstances of your life for the way better all without a single affirmation or vision board. There's a quote that I really love, which says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. This is what Carl Jung said, the pioneering Swiss death psychologist. In simple terms, your shadow is your unconscious. Jung sometimes referred to the unconscious as having a whole cast of characters, including the anima, animus, senex, etc. But at other times, he just referred to the whole unconscious as the shadow, because the shadow is the big part of you that just isn't in the light of your conscious ego awareness. It's unconscious. Your shadow is all the very taboo desires, emotions, and attitudes that you reject as being so not you. And so you push them out of your normal awareness. For example, desire for drama or scarcity. That's so not me. I want peace and wealth, obviously. Yet, those denied and disowned desires for drama and scarcity still exist in most of us. And, you know, they're beautiful and legitimate desires in their way. But since we've shamed them as not not, not at all part of me, no way, yuck, they go straight to the unconscious shadow where they gain strength and creative ability to shape our lives. I'll talk about this in a moment. So the cliche is this. Until you make your taboo desires, emotions, and attitudes conscious, they will operate below your normal awareness, unconsciously. And from there, 
you'll subtly influence all your choices in life and thus all the treatment that you receive from life, your fate, let's say. Think about it. Don't we all have a friend who always seems to end up in a relationship with a new person who turns out to be exactly like their awful ex? And maybe her awful ex is exactly like her awful father. This friend can be you. But this friend of ours isn't on a conscious mission to find someone that's awful to date. She's probably intending to call in true love to her life. She might be doing affirmations every day in front of the mirror, like, I now have a wonderful partner or I have a beautiful relationship. But those affirmations do not go- are do not good at all because she has unconscious taboo desires for awfulness, which is far more powerful than any lame affirmation. And that unconscious taboo desire is subtly controlling her choices and thus directing her fate. The way for this friend to stop the cycle of choosing awful partners would be for her to become aware of and totally own her taboo desire for awfulness. And the only way she would ever let herself become aware of that taboo desire would be if she stopped shaming it. Ceasing to shame our taboo desire is a tall order. Most humans begin, beings don't do it. It's hard. And that's why most humans will continue to get what they always get. Why all their manifesting efforts just don't work. The good news is, if you're among the small percentage of people who is willing to do the humbling work of owning up to your previously unconscious taboo desires, you can change your fate dramatically. Imagine that this hypothetical friend of ours summoned the courage to see that it was no accident that she kept getting into relationships with awful dudes who resembled her mean father. Let's imagine, and please, you know, when I give you this example, think about your own life and your own situation. Let's imagine that she became willing to see that somewhere within her, she had a highly taboo, highly charged desire to experience that awfulness. And let's further imagine that she decided she was going to stop shaming that desire to get on the side of that shadow desire and celebrate it, simply because it was part of her. And all of our parts deserve radical celebration and acceptance. This is what shadow integration means, acceptance. Well, at that moment, our friend would have a flash of revelation. She would realize that she wasn't a helpless, miserable being dealt a cruel hand by life. Instead, she would see that her current relationship, with all of its awfulness, was perfectly fulfilling her shadow desire for awfulness. In that moment, our hypothetical friend would experience herself as a fulfilled person whose deepest desire was being totally and graciously met. Ironically, her new identity as a fulfilled person would no longer be a vibrational match, if you want to use law of attraction speak, to her awful relationship. And she would like 
she would likely very easily find the strength to walk away from that awful relationship and go on to create genuinely new relationships that reflected fulfillment instead of awfulness. So let me give you, give you a more concrete example that you've all seen in your lives. Bad boys and good girls. Bad girls and good boys. Why are, for instance, good girls or good boys attracted to bad boys or bad girls? It's because they represent their shadow. When you are a good, when you're too nice, let's say, you are a suppressed individual. You suppress your dark desires. For instance, let's say a bad boy, someone that expresses his aggression, someone that... Um, doesn't give a fuck about what other people think, that does drugs and alcohol and everything that's not acceptable in our society. He doesn't smile that much, you know? Well, a good girl would never dare to do that for herself, but she secretly wishes to be that, to not care, to have careless sex. This, all this wishes, all these desires are in our subconscious mind. Maybe we don't even realize it. And many times we even shame people that do those, even though secretly we desire that. And that is exactly something that applies to guys as well. So good boys will, I've seen very good boys, you know, that study well, that perform, that are almost perfect. They always go for critical girls, girls that don't show emotion, that are darker in a way. And this is because they are attracted to their shadow. When you suppress yourself, this is you look because this is what our unconscious mind does. Our unconscious mind wants to be integrated because we are complex human beings. We are both animal and spirit. We're bo both light and dark. And we want to integrate, you know, this complexity to be a complex human being, not just to be nice and to be good. Because always being nice is fake. You are not always nice, trust me. You're not always a good person. And that is okay. Okay, we have a caller. Let's see. Hello, can you hear me, Wasai? Yes, I can hear you, Francesa. I have a question for you. Yes, please. So you were talking about the taboo desires. Yes. My question is that, how do we acknowledge our taboo desire and how do we stop shaming them and how do we accept them? Very good question. So the easiest way to acknowledge your taboo desires is to see what you judge in other people, especially your parents. So what, you, what tends to happen a lot of times is, for instance, if your parent expressed some darker qualities, some things that you didn't want to become, let's say maybe they were aggressive or they were narcissistic, they only cared about themselves, you know, whatever you don't like in them, you either become exactly like them or you try to become the opposite of them. And thus, those qualities, they go in your shadow. So just pay attention to how you're, what you hate in your parents because that is exactly what goes into your shadow and what you will be attracted to. Um, if not your parents, you can see just 
around you, what you don't like in yourself as well. So for instance, if you don't like the fact that you procrastinate or, you know, you sometimes uh, are lazy, that is in your shadow. And, you know, if you see yourself, if you identify and you think that you should always be productive, you should always um, hustle, then being lazy will be in your shadow. And you have to understand that it's okay to be lazy sometimes. It's okay to be narcissistic sometimes. Because all these negative qualities, as we call them, they always have a positive side to them. So, for instance, let's say being egoistic or narcissistic, right? We think it's a bad quality. But is it good to be egoistic if someone is stepping over your boundaries? If someone disrespects you or, you know, tries to tell you what to do and it's in their or they're manipulating you? So in that situation, it's really good to be uh, egoistic and to put yourself first and to not care about their desires or aggressiveness. You know, you say, okay, aggressiveness is bad generally, but what if someone attacks your children? Is it good to be aggressive in that situation? So it's always seeing that, um, that good part of that quality. Also, being the good qualities also have a bad part to them. So, you know, the world is not black and white. This is the way children think. This is good, this is bad. This person is good, this person is bad. This quality is good, this quality is bad. But things are not like that. The world is not black and white. The world is gray. And it's a two-bladed sword all the time. Every quality, every person has good and bad qualities as well. So, first of all, we need to understand that the world is complex. Human beings are complex and every quality is complex. And they all have benefits to us. Everything. Just think about nature. I always like to give this example about nature. Uh, if you go into nature, it's not all rainbows and cute animals and, you know, the beautiful flowers and nature. It's also chaos. Nature has a lot of chaos, like thunderstorms, like lightnings, destructions, diseases that kill hundreds of animals, thousands of animals. So there is a lot of chaos in nature. And that's okay. That's not bad. It's just the way it is. So it's okay. This is, let's say, the shadow of nature, this chaotic part. And we have that inside ourselves. And that is okay. And we need to integrate that. We need to accept that. Now, the way, it, we, the way you do that, I also have a podcast on the shadow where I talk more about that and how to actually integrate the shadow. But I will mention a couple of things um, in a bit as well. But to, like, to give you a short example, it would be, for instance, to start integrating your shadow by expressing obviously in a controlled way. Now, for instance, let's say your shadow is being aggressive or um, being arrogant or narcissistic. I'm not saying become an aggressive narcissistic person, but start expressing some of those qualities in a um, controlled way. So for instance, you can express your aggression by going to boxing or by, um, I don't know, beating up a pillow, you know, or you can... Um, let me think of an, another example. You can express your egoism or narcissism by putting very strong boundaries. So, no, so for instance, if someone is late, 
and they're constantly late, you know, not being, not just letting it, letting them go with that, just setting really clear boundaries and telling them, if you're late ever again, I'm not seeing you anymore. So this would be an example of how to integrate your shadow in a healthy way. But also visualiz visualization exercises help a lot. So actually visualizing yourself as your shadow and accepting yourself as that person. So for instance, think about what you have in your shadow. Um, maybe you hate people that are too loud. Think, your, uh, think of yourself as a loud person. Visualize yourself as a loud person. And then focus on accepting that version of yourself. So this would be an example. But there are many more other techniques that you can use uh, for shadow integration. And as I said, I talk more in my other podcast, with it, which is only about the shadow. So going back, I hope that answers your question. Um, going back... Um, to the friend example and law of attraction and manifestation. So you see how this works? With the power of shadow integration work, our friend has made a genuine leap in her identity through unflinching honesty. She's realized at a fundamental level that her deep desire is already fulfilled. She doesn't have to pretend that she's a fulfilled and happy person. When she stops shaming and instead celebrates her long-standing, already existing taboo shadow desires, she profoundly realizes that she's a fulfilled and happy person, which then gives her the energy and strength to create a new pattern. She has succeeded in making her unconscious desire conscious, so it no longer rules her fate. It's common in law of attraction circles for people to talk about the way that desire creates reality. But often, it seems that we get the opposite of what we desire, doesn't it? Here's what the law of attraction people often don't explain quite clearly enough. Desire does create reality. But your unconscious desires, the ones that you don't yet fully know that you have, have much more creative power and electricity behind them and than you, your often weak, sauce conscious desires. Think about it. You might have a conscious desire to wake up at 6.30 at dawn and do yoga and uh, drink green smoothies. But maybe you hit snooze till 10 and wake up and have a chocolate croissant for breakfast. Why? Your unconscious desire for being naughty, perhaps, is way more powerful than your conscious desire to, for a virtuous behavior. As you may have noticed, shaming the part of you who wants to be naughty will get you exactly nowhere. Okay. It will only cause you to further um, disidentify with that desire, driving it further into your shadow, where it has more strength. I suggest that the way to get the power of your desire uh, for naughtiness to lose strength is by, be is by beginning to celebrate it, approving of it, enjoying it. That way the desire becomes conscious and thus loses its strength. To give you a very practical example, for instance, if you grew up in a household where there was a lot of conflict, a lot of drama, you, you have this um, 
internal desire for drama naturally because this is what you learn that you know this is normal this is what love is supposed to look like and so on so you know you'll probably attract a partner that creates drama or you'll create drama with a partner and even though you're suffering that unconscious part of you that drives you to create that drama is actually enjoying the drama it's actually enjoying the fight so this is the key element that you need to find what part of you is enjoying this suffering this drama because trust me you wouldn't be in this situation if an unconscious part of you wouldn't have wanted it so pay attention to your own life once you do this kind of shadow work for a long time and get very good at recognizing where your taboo unconscious desires are at work you gradually start to see how just about every circumstance in your life that you don't like is actually passionately loved by a previously unconscious part of you and once you really uh, grow this well it's impossible to see yourself at the mercy of a terrible fate or forces that you cannot control instead you realize exactly how powerful you actually are and with this comes a deep sense of confidence and peace shadow work helps you to stop feeling at the mercy of a cruel fate shadow work also protects you from bullshit like um perfect sorry your bullshit detector because after you spend a long time getting cozy with how much a shadowy part of you adores your own negative patterns and situations it's a lot harder for you to get pulled into the poor me stories that people used to manipulate this doesn't mean you'll stop being a generous and compassionate person it just means you'll have much more clear insight into the shadow desire dynamic of everyone around you so you'll be better able to help people to get in touch with their strength rather than enabling their weaknesses shadow work gives you access to power you didn't know you had think about all the energy that you might currently pour into resisting and feeling sorry for yourself about certain situations in your life what if that energy was totally liberated and directed towards creating beauty well that's what shadow work can do for you it puts you in touch with a level of pure power that was previously unknown unconscious to you and so you have way more energy clarity inspiration everything you think you're afraid of the scariest things in life including death i promise you some hidden part of you some hidden part of your being desires those scary things just because those scary things are part of the range of a, a range of experience and our human souls happen to be curious about all experiences not just the safe and wholesome ones when you realize this gradually you're no longer able to be afraid as you used to be you realize that even the worst things that could happen to you would actually be fulfilling to some part of your shadow and you see that even the emotions of fear itself it's pretty darn entertaining and pleasurable in a weird way like the kind of pleasure that comes from a scary movie or a tv show once your fear enter- entertains you more than it scares you you've become remarkably free 
plus those scary things in your life, in your field of possibility, are no longer being energized by fear and are then less likely to show up. Think about this. Every good thing in your life has a downside to it, as I, previous, as I previously said. A new career with lots of money, a new wonderful partner can all expose you to envy, for example. If you're afraid of the sensation of being envied, it's likely that you'll block yourself from receiving those good things. So you say you want a good job, but you're afraid that if you get a good job, maybe your family or your friends will leave you or will envy you. So you will sabotage yourself unconsciously not to get that job. Or getting a lot of money. You know, in religion, uh, we're taught that money is evil. So unconsciously, you believe that if you get a lot of money, you'll be more evil. You'll be uh, more egoistic. Because these are some beliefs that are implanted in us since we're children. So, of course, you will sabotage yourself into not getting money because you have some very awful beliefs about what money is and, you know, working uh, will not give you, for instance, a happy family life and it's impossible to have a lot of money and have a happy relationship or life. So, if you have those kind of beliefs, of course, you will sabotage yourself and you won't, ha you won't get a lot of money. The more you do shadow work and get comfy with how much secret fun you have with envy yourself, the more you're okay with experiencing the sensation of being envied by others. So you won't keep yourself small any longer out of fear of offending someone else. Because you'll realize you actually enjoy the sensation of envy. You let yourself receive a lot more. Shadow work also removes denial. <laughs> and denial is not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> um, and it's so true. Denial, downplay, downplaying or hiding something that's going ba badly in our lives because we can't face up to the reality of it. It's a common human game. The more you do shadow work, though, the more you don't need denial. You don't need denial because you've become big enough to give non-shaming love to every part of you that shows up and other people as well. This means you can face and handle the reality of life. And ultimately, that's what all manifestation is. Intimacy with reality. Now, after you go through this whole process of shadow work, which is the basis of manifestation, you can begin manifesting things in your life very easily. And here are some tips to do it. So, I'll give you three tips. The first one is to know with absolute certainty what you want. So, while this sounds easy, the most people um, know more about what they don't want than what they want. In order to manifest, you need to know exactly what you want. You may need to write it out and take some time reflecting and figure this out. The more detailed, the better. Let's say you want to manifest a new relationship. Right away, you will have a list of qualities you don't want due to past relationships. This is good because it's taught you what you don't want. But manifesting can only happen when you're clear on exactly what is it that you do want. An example of this could be 
my next relationship will be healthy and fulfilling. My new partner will be as dedicated to self-development as, as I am. Together we will travel, spend time in nature, and we will be playful with each other. So this is an example, for instance. The more clear you are on what you want, the more you are able to receive it. Two is visualize your future self. Visualization is imagination. Imagination comes naturally to us, but most of us haven't predicted it since uh, child haven't haven't practiced it since childhood. We are usually rusty, so it takes some time to develop this um, instinctual skill. Our brain doesn't make the difference between physical reality and thought. I challenge you to close your eyes right now and picture sucking on a lemon. Within seconds, your mouth will start salivating. The thought created the response even though there was no lemon. Now that you understand the power of your own thoughts, use them to visualize your future self. Practice emotionally connecting to this person. How would this person wake up in the morning? What habits would they have? What thoughts would they think? How would they speak? How would they spend their time with? Who, they, who would they spend their time with? Close your, close your eyes and run through all these scenarios. What kind of person do you want to become? If you're having a tough time visualizing, a journal can also be helpful. Write a letter as your future self from the person you are today. Imagine you are two years into the future Focus on the changes you made and how they brought you to the person you are now. Close your eyes and hold the emotion of what it is like to be this new person. Continually repeat this adding more and also add more emotion and detail and it will naturally come to you. The third step is to take action to match your desire. And this is really important because manifestation doesn't work just thinking about something that you want. It is actually taking action. But it's important to clear all the unconscious desires and to be clear about what you want first to actually get to the destination. Because if you don't have the vehicle, if you don't have the resources and you don't have the direction, of course, you cannot get to the destination. So take action to match your desires. When you're clear on what you want and you visualize who you'll become, the steps reveal themselves to you naturally. Intention is extremely powerful because there's something called the reticular activating system in our brains that, you know, when you think about something a lot, your brain becomes kind of sensitive to anything that has to do with that kind of information. So, for instance, if you want to start a new business in, I don't know, uh, industry like restaurants right you want to open a restaurant your brain if you really want this and think about it will think okay so this is important for me i have to notice everything related to opening a restaurant so you'll start hearing conversations you'll start noticing things that you wouldn't have noticed until then feeling stuck about what to do next is a result of no clarity as clarity makes its way to you so will the path to get there the problem people have with manifestation is that they want to make huge leaps in thought and behavior in short periods of time. So 
I don't know if any of you, after listening to this podcast, wants to manifest their whole life by tomorrow. <laughs> this is bullshit and it will never happen. Manifesting is about starting very small and cultivating patience as well. Patience is key. For successful manifestation, you must love the process and not be focused on the end result, but on the process itself. This is the beauty of life, the journey. Also, when you're doing your visualization sessions or thinking about your desire, the true power comes from the feelings, not the thoughts. You have to feel like you are already the person that you want it to be, like you have already achieved what you desire. Think about it until you can actually picture yourself as if you already have it. Never think about how much you need or want, or want your desire. If you think that way, like, you, like your desire or your sensation of lack is more powerful, you'll only focus on what's missing in your life. And the only result you will get with that thinking is more wanting and more lack. Sometimes it's hard to distinguish and to make the difference between lack and already having it. So what you need to focus on is not your desire to get something, but the feeling of already having that thing. All right, this was the end of the podcast about manifestation. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you have any other questions or further suggestions for future podcasts, I'm really open to them. You can tell me right now or you can DM me here on this app or um, on Instagram. I always take your, um, your suggestions seriously and I want to make the podcast specifically for you and your needs. Thank you so much for listening to me and good luck with manifestation. Bye!